This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Abra Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Abra Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. AbraInsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Ahmad Hawkins, and I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the latest episode of this here podcast known as the Ball Hawk Show. As always, man, definitely appreciate you guys, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast if this is your very first time. I don't know which platform you'll listen to the Ball Hawk podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Definitely go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and leave a review. Helps with visibility. And I definitely appreciate you guys that have done it so far. It's definitely helped out the podcast. And also uh, appreciate one of my sponsors, Abra Insurance, for all that they do. Billy and Charlene White, um, for your personal business, auto, home, any type of business that you need, uh, insurance that you need make sure you go holler at Abra insurance you can find them at abrainsurance.com or you go up here at Royal Road here in Charlottesville and you will find their offices and they definitely will take care of you so today's podcast we will be recapping the University of Virginia versus the North Carolina State Wolfpack UVA pulled out a one point overtime win over the Wolfpack who came in with a record of 16 and 4 and 4 and 3 in the ACC and the Wahoos came in at 18 and 1, 6 and 1 in the ACC. Both teams ranked in the top 25. Of course, the Wahoos ranked in the top 5. Um this was a game that if you were a Wahoo fan, you were very nervous. Um you saw a lot of things that North Carolina State did that was very good and can help the Wahoos in the long run. So before I get into all the analytical breakdown, you know how we do. Give you stats first, give you some team notes, player notes, and then we jump into the analytical game and we break down what we saw uh, while watching the game on TV or if you were in attendance. Um, you had uh, Reese Davis and LaFonso Ellis calling the game, and um, I thought they did a good job. I thought, you know, for the for the most part, they did a good job. But who am I to judge if somebody do a good job if that's what I, I want to do? So I'm always uplift them and say, yeah, they, they did a good enough job to where they got the job. So when we look at the numbers, UVA won, as I said, 66 to 65. 
When you look at the individual stats, DeAndre Hunter led the way, 38 minutes played, scored 15 points, 4 of 8 from the field, had 5 rebounds, 6 of 8 from the free throw line, 1 of 1, 1 of 1 from the three-point line. He only took 8 shots. He was just 4 of 8. Uh, you got Ty Jerome, played 41 total minutes, 12.6 rebounds. He was 5 of 11 from the field, 2 for 4. From the three-point line, uh, he did have both of those young men I just stated, Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter, actually had the most turnovers, four turnovers apiece, and you'll understand why I brought up the turnover piece. Cal Guy struggled offensively with a shot. When he finally did hit from three, he only hit one three-pointer to keep his three-point streak alive. The three-pointer that he hit did hit was huge in overtime. Um, he was just three eleven from the field, so of course he was gonna get the broken sound effect from me. His jumper was broken. He shot an air ball in overtime, but hey, the great ones continue to battle. They continue to play. He had ten points. He also had six rebounds. So um, I'm not gonna give him too much of a hard time because he he played for the home team. Mamne Diakite played twenty minutes, eight re- eight points, five rebounds, just four seven from the field. Jack Salt only played 18 minutes. He was in foul trouble. He actually fouled out. Four rebounds, five points, two for two from the field, one for two from the free throw line. Uh, Braxton Key played 31 minutes, three of eight from the field, two for two from the free throw line. Led the team with eight rebounds and also had eight points. Jay Huff saw some increased minutes. He played 15 total minutes, three for three from the field, two from three from the free throw line, one rebound. He had eight points um, each field goal that he made was a dunk so that's that's what i love to see just dunk the damn ball one thing i do know about 3-0 when 3-0 get that pill and he going towards the rim he trying to dunk it so that's what i love about jay huff not only is he have the stretch feature but if we was playing 2k he would be a slashing stretch five if you play video games and you play 2K, you know what I mean. If you don't, you're probably like, what the heck is Ball Hawk talking about? He need to move on. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move on. Kihei Clark, 22 minutes. Didn't register any points. Had one rebound. And for some reason, my printout didn't print the assist. I just realized that. But anyway, uh, as a team, we shot 24-52 from the field. Just 4-10 from three. Only attempted 10 three-point shots. 14-19 from the free throw line. 39 rebounds, 66 total points, but we had all those turnovers, 18 turnovers, and that was the key to the reason why this game was so close. And I feel like you have to tip your hat to North Carolina State. It's 2019, new year, new you, new me. And we're going to be real respectful and just say, hey, yes, we, we wasn't responsible with the basketball yes it seemed like we had some brain farts as they say some mental errors but you gotta tip your hat to North Carolina State and the game plan that they implemented trying to pressure us in the backcourt not get, allowing us to have the full or you know what I don't know 20 20 25 seconds it just seemed like when we got across half court we had to rush into our shot and that's what teams have to do to UVA is get them out of their comfort zone. The comfort zone is being able to lethargic, uh, being able to be lethargic, walk the ball off the court, get set in their offense, and run through multiple screens and use the energy of the defense 
mentally to try to figure out what they're trying to do. So, and I noticed this last year. Matter of fact, I noticed the past two years, even when Malcolm Brogdon was here, teams that were successful or teams that kind of held our offense in check were the teams who extended their defense, even if it was half court. There's a lot of times last year where teams would pick us up at half court. They would extend their defense, pressure the point guard. A lot of times when teams don't fear a point guard from shoot for shooter to basketball, you see them sagging to the lane. And I always say that makes it so much easier for offense to kind of run through what they're trying to do in their sets because you're not pressuring the ball handler, meaning the pass is unimpeded. It's getting there on time. But when you're pressuring the ball handler, you got to exert so much energy because you're trying to communicate, hey, we're running this play. You're trying to make sure you read uh, the the shooter coming off the screen. You're trying to read the screener that's setting the screen. And when somebody's pressuring you, now you have to see them also. So it's a good thing you could dribble with your head up because if you couldn't dribble with your head up, you'd never be able to make a pass. And I think that's why I tip my hat off to North Carolina State. Um, when you look at Second chance points, we had 13 second chance points. They had 13 second chance points. They had 16 offensive rebounds, I believe. They had 25, uh, 35 total, but I think 16 of those were offensive. And Wyatt Walker, of his seven rebounds, five of those were offensive. So we didn't limit their second chance shots that kept them in the game. Um, even though we turned the ball over 16 times, um, they got 17 points off of turnovers, so, you know, that played a role also. And and, that, and that's the theme. It was turnovers and offensive rebounding. Just trying to exhaust every avenue of trying to score because when you look at their team shooting, they only shot the ball 34% from the field. We shot the ball 46% from the field. They had 64 total attempts. We had 52 total attempts. So they had 12 more shots on the rim in which we did. They attempted 26 three-pointers which that's what we do we influence you to take contested or extended range three-pointers. They hit seven of them, so they shot 26% from the field. And even though they went to, they shot 21 free throws, they only made 14 of those. And the biggest free throw of the game was in overtime when DeAndre Hunter made an ill-advised foul. And the young man for, uh, what is Markel Johnson, missed the first free throw. That was the only free throw he missed. And even when he tried to miss on purpose, it went in. So that lets you know. It was just meant to be because Markel Johnson, who's been injured the first game back, he was just 3-11 from the field. Two for nine from three, but, you know, to score 14 points, it took him 11 shots. You got Torin Dorn, he scored 13 points on 16 shots. So that's what you do. Some guys are going to get their points, but you got to make them a volume shooter because that essentially helps out your offense. Um the biggest story for us was points in the paint. We scored 32 points in the paint, and that's because NC State was trying to make sure that we were a two-ball team. We wasn't. A, we're, we're a three-ball team. We're a balanced team, but we definitely kill you from the three-point line because we're so efficient. You know, we shoot over 40%. So we only shot 10. I think we shot one in the first half, um, if I'm not mistaken. We only tipped it one three in the first half, and um, – yeah, and that was by a cow guy. You know, in the first half, we only attempted 18 shots. They attempted 28. And we were 11 or 18. So we were, we were efficient. When we did get a shot on the goal, we were efficient. I mean, we had a lot of turnovers in the first half, but it just goes to show when we finally got our shot up, it went in. 
even though they attempted 28 shots, they had a Kobe night. It was 9 of 28. That's just 32% from the field. Just 3 of 12 from 3. So, in other words, their shot was broken. They had, 14, they had 12 rebounds. We had 14 rebounds. In the second half, you know, rebounds were pretty much locked up uh, 21 to 21. And then in overtime, four rebounds to two rebounds. Uh, we shot 35% in the second half. They shot 36%. They hit seven of 11 free throws. We hit three of five. We were three of seven from three in the second half. They were three of 11, and then we went into overtime. So, uh, some player notes. Hopefully, I'm not going too fast for y'all. Some post-game notes, team notes. Uh, UVA posts its first overtime win since December 22nd, 2015 versus Cal, in which that game was 63-62. Uh, UVA is 4-2 and two all-time in overtime versus NC State. Um, the Cavaliers are 14 and one in the ACC role action over the past two years. So that's, that's, that's the one thing I wanted to talk about, even though we committed a season high 16 turnovers, let's get back to that stat. I just shared with you guys. Let, 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 let that marinate for a minute. The Cavaliers are 14 and one in ACC road action over the past two seasons. I get it. Everybody's hearts were pounding yesterday. The game was a little sloppy. Well, it was sloppy. We were uncharacteristically speeding the game up. Playing, it seemed like playing a running gun type of pace. But we got to kind of sometimes take a step back and realize that winning a role game in the ACC is not the easiest thing to do. And sometimes when you're so consistent of doing or completing a certain task, you become comfortable, right? We can't really just act like the wheels are falling off because we had a tough game on the road in the ACC. We've been blowing everybody out so much that that's what we become accustomed to. Like, all right, when we, we went up by 14, everybody like, okay, here we go. Woo, yes, sir. That's what we used to do, baby. We blow people out. We serve set the hell up juice in your house. We don't just beat dudes. We put our foot on their throat. We beat number nine teams by at least 20. And then when we put our reserves in, you got to press them to make it look better. But they kept fighting, which they should do. They were at home. The referees play a role? Absolutely. UVA got played, got, got calls early for the refs. They got calls late. I always tell you this. The home team, it's just my opinion, the competitor to me is, if I'm on a roll, I expect the home team to get benefit of the doubt, to get the calls, because we are human. If you are a referee, you know good and damn well, you want to make sure that the home crowd ain't on your buttocks. You want to make sure they're not cursing you up to the heavens while you run up and down the court. You can deal with just going down one side of the bench or one side of the floor and the visiting coach is letting you have it in assistance. But it's a difference when you got ten to 12,000, depending on where you at, booing you and saying you trash. So I knew where everybody felt um, nervous because what's the referee name? The dude, Jamie Bad Luck. I know I think his last name is Lucky, but I call him Bad Luck. JB, Jamie Bad Luck. JBLs, like the audio system. Hey, I, I expect that. But the fact that our, our boys still continue to fight, still continue to play, I'm just really liking the different um, lineups that, that's been on display. Really loving the development of Mamne Diakite. Uh, we still had three guys in double figures. The the three amigos, three the hard way, 
whatever nickname you want to give him, that's DeAndre Hunter had 15, Ty Jerome had 12, and Cal Guy had 10. Cal Guy still has a three-point streak, 20-game three-point streak. Somebody said that uh, Ty Jerome missed the shot on regulation on purpose so his brother could still keep his three-point streak alive. Hey, whatever whatever it was, we still won. Uh, Mom and Kite matched his career high with four block shots and has a 13-game block shot streak. And that's what I want to talk about. Mom and Kite is a young man that if he's on the floor, he's hell. He could be hell for you or he could be hell for us. You feel what I'm saying? When his head is on right and he's understanding that he can't impede every shot and sometimes you just got to move your feet and do all you can do in a legal manner, so that when a shot is, shot goes up, um, you don't foul. He's come a long way. He's such a joy to watch, like the growth that he's he's demonstrated. He's so athletic, so versatile. Um, he's a pogo stick. He could jump out the gym. It's, it's been fun watching him develop because of all that he can do. Um, I know everybody wants to put him in a mode of like Akil Mitchell, you know, our defensive force that we had over the year. But the one thing that those guys couldn't do that he can do is he can be uh, Anthony Gill type on offense. And he can even step out more than Anthony Gill could. And he can actually handle the ball more. You know, he can be Wilkins in a sense, but even more versatile than Wilkins because he's a better athlete and he's more fluid. Now, Wilkins is Wilkins has something that you can't teach, and that was hard and hustle. That's He just had that want to. And that's not a knock on saying Diakite can't ever develop that. But it's hard to develop the hard and hustle that Isaiah Wilkins had. It's, I mean, that's a, that's a generational trait that Wilkins had, that leadership quality that he had, just the knack, just understanding when to do the little things and when to get dirty for your team and exude that energy that can pour over and help us offensively. Um, but I just feel like Mama Diakite is a guy that's, something we hadn't had like Jay Huff is something we hadn't had I said this earlier on ESPN Richmond that Jay Huff is what we all hope that Mike Toby could essentially be that stretch big that could shoot the trade ball um, that could be held in the paint and defensively could block shots that's Jay Huff has that potential to be a true difference maker to where when he comes on the court as an opposing coach, how do you prepare for a guy his size with his athleticism and the tools that he has? And that's what makes Jay Huff so intriguing that he could take one bounce and literally dunk from outside the free throw line on you with authority. And he'll scream and flex his muscles on you, the muscles that he's trying to get. I mean, when you go zone versus UVA and you got Jay Huff on any either one of the blocks and we have an entry pass at the free throw line and you reverse pivot and face up and you have a DeAndre Hunter or you have a Braxton Key there and they showing you they can make that free throw extended jumper and now you're asking that center to step up and try to contest because the guards aren't because you have two snipers on the elbow. But you got a Jay Huff on the block. And if we slide somebody to one of those on the corner of the same block that he's on, now that block defender has to slide out to a cow guy that's in the corner waiting because we overloading. got Ty Jerome on the same elbow. So now you have a triangle if you could picture that. 
you basically created a triangle. And now it's pick your poison because Jay Huff, all you got to do is throw it up. And, and Key showed you that. He even said it in the post-game notes. With Jay Huff, we just know. We just got to throw it up around the rim and he'll go get it. And that's a luxury because if somebody's trying to front Jay Huff, if your name's not Zion Williams, who's going to jump over with him? I know Syracuse got some, you know, some tall guys, and Louisville keep tall guys on deck. Florida State has some tall guys on deck. But when they got tall guys on deck, then you, we could just five five out you. So that's 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 what's so great about Jay Huff. So with those two guys developing, Braxton Key being that that veteran, that transfer, that Swiss Army knife that could do everything, man. I'm really impressed with him. Really impressed. Every time I turn around, he's leading us in rebounding. Every time I turn around, he's getting the best defender. Well, whether it's on a wing, whether it's on a block, he's stout. He, you know, you can't easily move him. He's the perfect complement to a Diakite or to to Jay Huff. And that's why you see he played, you know, he played 31 minutes. It's hard to keep him off the floor. And then with Key Kihei Clark, you you got increased shooters when you plug him in. So, um, even though the game was sloppy, even though game people saying the game was ugly, I just feel like NC State played a very good game. A very good game. Uh, that we can learn from coaches trying, you know, good as the enemy of great. He's trying to be great. He's going to, you know, correct the mistakes that we made, but we played a road game on the ACC. We, we came out victorious. Um, and, and, and that's all we can ask for. And these are the type of games that can help us tournament time. Because if you look at the stretch of games that we play, play six games in 17 days, that's similar to what you would give the NCAA tournament because, you know, you're essentially playing every week. Um, and we play, I want to say, five of our last seven games on the road. So we, we use a game like this to better gauge and prepare us for postseason because we've been ACC champs, regular season, postseason. It's not about the ACC anymore. Now we've moved to the new level of NCAA expectations, making deep runs, elite eights, final fours, national championship. That's what my focus is at. So like I told you guys before we played Duke, I wanted to see some adversity and how we will respond to the adversity. Last night's game, I want to see how we can respond when we don't have our A game and we have some adversity, whether it's foul trouble with various players, whether it's, Injury, nagging injuries, and I'm here. Ty Jerome had a back injury that he tweaked in the second half, and you need other guys to step up. This is the perfect time where you insert that teaching point to better help you late in the year. Because it seems like every year at UVA, somebody's gotten injured around tournament time to where we wasn't prepared. Like We wasn't prepared to see how we can play without DeAndre Hunter because he went through the ACC um, tournament, and then lo and behold, our first NCAA game, he's out. Justin Anderson was ripping and running, got injured. Isaiah Wilkins, heart and soul, got injured. So these are the type of games that we can use the added depth, the different rotation pieces with the lineups to better help us for the NCAA. So as much as we want to criticize and over-critique and overreact to this game, Look at on the other end of the spectrum. We're trying to get to the elite level. 
And if you notice teams that have lost in the NCAA, I mean, have won NCAA championships, they've had games like this in which they may have lost and people overreact. And that coach uses that to say, hey, we can lean on this game if it ever happens in the postseason and say, hey, we know how to adjust. And I think that's what Coach Bennett got of because he saw what a Jay Huff can do when the expectation is there, when it's a dogfight. Usually when Jay Huff's in the game, it's a blowout and he getting buckets. But now he was in there when we needed you. They came out here to three-pointer, you're down in overtime. Your and one in the free throw line got us back in the game and we never trailed again because of you in a much needed type of situation. Kihei Clark, you're in there now. Much needed situation. So um, with that being said, man, that's all I got for y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast and also my YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram. I am Ballhawk on Twitter. I am Ballhawk. Appreciate all the supporters, man. You know how we do, man. We Wahoos. We trying to go up to a new level. We not just want to be ACC champs anymore. We trying to make that deep run. We trying to host that big trophy. Get that big banner. All right, Ballhawk. I'm out. I want the whole world spin my record. Shero, the hoodie stars, check game, stay free records. Ho, show the girl for the death and I'm massaging. Bad news, either be massaging. I got a fitted hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat concert cause I massage. I come and do about a whole kind of large. I be massaging. I be massaged. I'm coming through with Cadillacs and massaging. Yeah, both of constantly massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch coca fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Put out the ghetto, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. I even gold teeth, I massaging. A pinky ring iced out, cause I'm massaging. I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging. I got ten. I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars. I be massaging. I got twenty-two cent and be massaging. I pick a penny and be massaging. I say a shorty girl fat. I be massaging. The big two. I be massaging. I be massaging. I be massaging. I got a GPS stern with massaging. Whole share road chain be massaging. I got a Uzi. I be massaging. I got a twelve gauge pump. I massage. I got a hundred thousand. I massage. Ain't broke, I be massaging. I stay paid, I be massaging. I stay late, I be massaging. I hit the poop all night cause I'm massaging. She wanna come through loaded and massage. Whole cheese, we massage. Bad new posse constantly massage. Ain't no joke, I be massaging. Even the bacon and eggs, I be massaging. Huh? Polo shirts, Santo Adidas, I be massaging. I love you, sweetie cake. Spin my record, let me give you the game On how to get rich Take a penny And flip a penny Then 40 billion Uh-huh, why? I be massaging What? Car stirring wheel I be massaging The whole, the whole label Of the state free records In the VA
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.